Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think everybody kind of has a similar take as to what happened last night. The Cavs went into Milwaukee for the first of two games. Uh, the second half will be tomorrow in Milwaukee, the Doc Rivers I just I can't believe that ass clown got that job. It's not that this is the this has to be the first time in history of any sport that within a two week span a team will play another team three times with three (laughs) Three different different coaches. coaches. Yeah, it's uh, by the way, that's a very Cleveland thing to do. This is very uh, Dan Gilbert circa twenty twelve or something like that. But this is not a I know. Well, I guess there is a Cleveland tie because the Haslam's are part of the ownership group of the Bucks, but like. So you know. what's interesting to me about that is, like, it proves to me that they just fired Mike Budenholzer to fire Mike Budenholzer, right? Which makes it even worse. Like, they they did get swept out of the first round by the Miami Heat. It was an embarrassing loss. But, like, Mike Budenholzer, halfway through the, the series, lost a brother in a car accident. And and there was just the guy that won the first national uh, – sorry, the first title in 50 years wasn't given the chance – to, to run things back and figure it out in, in Mealy Walk A. I mean, Mike Budenholzer with Dame Lillard and Giannis would have been special. I digress. This is not a Milwaukee show. But, like, I I think everybody kind of saw last night coming. I have not heard one person surprised or outraged that the Cavs lost the Bucks last night. And the reality is they 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 had all hands on deck, and I just think there's something therapeutic. When the elephant in the room finally gets dealt with, and in this case, Adrian Griffin, their old head ca- uh, right. head coach, was the elephant in the room. He was not well liked. He was he had lost that locker room, and it's only a matter of time. So we yeah. can laugh about Doc Rivers, but the reality is, you woke up the bear in Milwaukee by firing the guy that was holding them back, even though they were thirteen games above five hundred. Right. So, like, last night to me, it was, oh, no, they've got Giannis. They've got Dame. They've got a championship DNA, and you're still shorthanded. So, like, I, yeah. like I, I'm curious to see how the Cavs rebound uh, tomorrow because you kind of get – this is one of the advantages of the two day – or, sorry, two games in, in three days is it acts like a playoff series. But even then, 
Like one of the the flaws, and it's not a flaw. You're just you're hurt. One of the downsides of right now is you don't have you don't have a lot of of cards to play. You've got to yeah. win the way that you've got to win, which is high usage from Donovan, which is you're gonna you're gonna shoot forty five percent on about forty threes, and and you're gonna play good enough defense, and that's the way you win right now. Yeah. And if anything like that, and it's working. Well, okay, but I think. It's working for now. For now. And I think that is the ultimate question. You know, we talked about the Cavs in this winning streak, and I think it it upset some Cavs fans who just wanted to enjoy the 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 ride that they were on. And it's like, I totally understand that. But I think we've kind of got I, – I don't know if you agree with this or not, Daryl. I feel like we are now with Donovan, Darius, Evan, and Jared. I think we are in the regular season where we were for most of LeBron 2.0, right. which is every day we should be asking ourselves, are we any bit closer to competing in this conference? And that that has nothing to do with whether you're the four seed or whether you're the six seed or whether you're the two seed or the four seed. And it has everything to do with, do you have the pieces in place? Do you have the formula in place to compete in the playoffs? Yeah. And I don't think we're any closer to truly knowing that answer. And there's there's a part of it. I think there's a lot of people in town, very, including the Cavs, who are very comfortable with, well, I got to see it in the playoffs again. And there's something about that that comfortability to me that makes me wildly uncomfortable. I, I that that idea of eh, we'll see that just that for, that for some that just feels anti championship mindset to me. Like I think you know how these guys fit together. Yeah. I think you know that in a in a regular season situation, you can stagger Darius and Donovan's minutes and you can stagger the minutes of Allen and Mobley and you can you can, you know, when when you do stagger the minutes for the bigs, you can put enough shooters out there to kind of handle that. I still think you're going to be caught in between two extremes. Where you're going to be caught into your uh, in between your offensive identity right. and what could win with you, which is you're going to put a buttload of shooters around these guards and if you if you move the ball you're going to get a lot of really good shots but I think that identity is also counterintuitive to what you're trying to do defensively yeah and I and it and it doesn't mean that they can't win with it but it does pose logistical issues in a seven game series or a five game series and I think that's the concern I think the idea that this team like last year we went in saying this team could could be one and done in the playoffs because they don't have the experience necessary. They haven't played together, the fit issues, all that. They could be one and done in the playoffs, or we could see them going to that second round and being competitive. And it ended up being the 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 most concerning level, which is you got gentlemanly swept by the New York Knicks, and you just got your ass hammered. Yep. So what scares me about this year is I think we assume, like I think we all look at this and go, oh, I think they kind of have the same trajectory. Right. They're, they're, they could be anywhere from being out in the first round or maybe they're really competitive into the second round. But I don't know definitively they're any closer or, – or sorry, they're any farther away from being the team that lost 4-5 or five to New York despite having home court advantage. Right. And that scares the crap out of me. It really does. Yeah, the, the thing with the Cavaliers right now, you know – because they don't have all the pieces they right right now with Mobley and Garland down, they're going to need time to bring these guys back in. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to figure out 
what fits yeah, and how it's going to fit and how it's going to match up. I think part of the benefit now is they're, they have found ways to win, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, Donovan has been beyond fantastic, right? Yeah. They're finding role players coming off the bench that have done a really good job. And let's be honest about it. A big reason why they were shown the door so quickly in the playoffs last year by the Knicks is the fact that, well, the bench was terrible. They mm-hmm. got no contributions from the bench. They couldn't count on anybody from the bench. A little different this year. But they're going to have to use from mid-February until the end of the regular season to figure out what their identity is going to be as a whole. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to have to figure out, all right, now come playoffs, depending where things fall, who they match up with, how are they going to play to their strengths while effectively matching up, right? So the identity thing is concerning to me. Like, you're a year and a half into this, and I still don't think you know who you are. And listen, you can change identity from one year to another. You can do that. But it it always still stays rooted in something consistent, you know. Like, all right, well, we're going to be a, a three and D team, and we're going to be we're going to take the, the what seventh most threes in the NBA on yep. any, that's that that's who we are. Okay, but that's still rooted in that defensive identity. Yes, and so I think that lack of identity is probably what scares me more than anything because you mentioned like you got to figure it out. Well, to me, in the NBA. I, I think sometimes we just go, well, the players are going to figure it out. Well, but the players don't control the rotation. Right. And I think with the way this team is built, like, it shouldn't have taken two catastrophic injuries where we saw Sam Merrill. It shouldn't take, like, and I was I was saying this before, and, and listen, I, I am on the record is I don't think JB is a good coach. I think he's a, I think he's a good culture coach. I think he's a great rebuilding coach, but when it comes to doing the things you need to do to win in the playoffs, that is rotations, that is strategy, that is in-game, um, you know, drawing um, out-of-bounds plays, like crucially managing the most important parts of the game. And I, I just have never seen JB do any of that stuff reasonably well. And certainly last year was really alarming. Right. So I'm on the record as saying, I don't think this is the guy to do it. But, like, one of my biggest frustrations and the thing that I point to is, like, from from really November to May, you should be trying every single lineup in your head, even if it's just once a week you throw the lineup out there, just to try because you never know. Like, you know how well, I guys – yeah, I got to pause you there for a second because it's not the worst idea. Mm-hmm. But you you do the experimentation against the bad teams. Yes, Yes. You that you know what I'm saying when, when when you're playing the dregs of the league, that's when you maybe play around with your lineups a little bit and 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 see what combinations may or may not work fluid together, especially yes. on the offensive end of the floor. Well, but that's how you find like the Cavs had that, and I'm trying to remember the exact lineup where it was. I think it was Channing. I think it was. I think Kevin played the five. RJ was your three. Or sorry, RJ was your two. LeBron was the the three, and and Kyrie was the one. They found that by accident, right? Ty Lue, and this is actually what I think Ty Lue was best at because Ty Lue got didn't get enough credit for what he did in Cleveland. Ty Lue's the guy that just goes, well, it's a random night against um, I don't know Charlotte, right? All right, we're gonna win. But what might impact our margin for a victory here is 
in the third quarter, I'm going to throw this lineup out there and see what it gets. Yeah. But that's also, but it's even beyond just individual lineup stuff. Right now, what they need to be doing is, hey, can we stagger the guards and can we see how Sam Merrill fits with Donovan versus Sam Merrill versus Darius, right? Uh, can we fit um, Craig Porter Jr. into the equation? Um, Damian Jones obviously getting run now because Tristan is. But, like, my big concern with where they are is I don't see that. I just see them running out the same seven-man lineup. And in the meantime, you're putting an ass load of minutes on Donovan. And you're you're trying to save minutes in games where you're either winning right. big or losing big. Well, you're you're seeing you're seeing the minutes for Donovan because they're trying to win games yes. and they're try you know what I'm saying like they're trying to stack wins because early in the season when they started slow, what was the conversation? They're they're fire JB. Yeah. They're not winning enough, right? So now it's okay. We're gonna without Mobley without. Uh, here, you know, let's just run run these guys out there and see if we can pile up wins and. In the last couple of weeks here, they've piled up wins. They've got the best record in the NBA. Um, but I understand where you're coming from, but it, it it's a tough dance for JB because if they're not winning enough games because he's experimenting, trying to find stuff that's working or may not work, whatever, people are going to say, fire him because while they shouldn't be five games above 500, they're supposed to be 10 games above 500. So it's he's kind of in a tough spot, and I agree with you. It, that has always been my concern about JB. I think he's an outstanding culture builder, and he is a big, big reason why this franchise has turned it around mm-hmm. and has become competitive, right? And they have made progress from year to year to year, and I do believe he's earned the right to fail on his merits. Um, I share your concern. Is he going to be able to go toe-to-toe in the playoffs with another coach and make lineup adjustments and draw up plays coming out of timeouts, using timeouts late in game the right way, right, and things like that, the little details of the game. Is he the right guy? I don't know. I I, I have reservations, but as someone who's been around the organization, not obviously like the the, the full-time beats that that cover the team, but Mm -hmm. I've I've been around enough to where – I have a, a a pretty good feel. I just feel like he's earned the opportunity this season to make it or break it. And if he doesn't make it this year, then yeah, you do have to make a change. I think he earned the opportunity um, uh, th- for last year. And I just don't know how many organizations in the NBA give guys like JB and with – I mean, he has been a head coach now for about seven or eight years or in, in seven or eight different seasons. This will be his third trip to the playoffs, assuming they make a, a the, the first-round series, and I do think that's the assumption. I just think it's a lot for an organization to put everything in. You need a coach and maybe have to make a decision on Donovan this summer. Yeah. That feels really lopsided if you could make incremental movements in between. And that's not just about – I'm not just saying fire JB today. I'm saying like – it is it is crazy that that everybody lauded this eight game win streak, and I still don't know how much yeah. closer we are to knowing who the Cavs are. Where do you stand with the Cavs? Like, do you think this team is as good as their record says they are? And are you confident that they can avoid the same fate as last year? It does annoy me, the Ohio State fans, who for years talked about how they wanted Jim Harbaugh as the head coach in Michigan because Ohio State was having such success against Harbaugh the first five years. 
those same people were like, I, I can't wait to get him out of here. I don't care about beating him. I just want to win again. I thought that was the most fragile bleep imaginable. <laughs> like you went from saying, give him a lifetime contract to three years later, like like cowering. I do, I'll be honest with you. When Ohio State wins this next year, and it's going to happen because – it better happen. I mean, well, it's Ohio State's a super team. Michigan's going to be in some ways rebuilding with a new head coach. All this being said, when it does happen, those same clowns are going to be flexing on it. And I don't think it's as sweet as if as if you beat Jim Harbaugh. Like it'll still be sweet because it's beating right. Michigan, and that'll that's your key to the Big Ten title game, and that's your uh, that's your key to a better seating in the playoffs, which matters now. But like I think it's soft as hell when somebody's like, oh, no, I'm so glad he's there. I didn't want to have to go through him. I'm like, no, I, that's the best part of a rivalry. Like, honestly, guys, the rivalry got boring in the the the, two, the 2000 teens. Yes, some of those games were close, but you know it was going to happen. You knew that Michigan was going to Michigan. And at the time, it was Michigan was going to shoot itself in the foot. And even if it was a three-point game, you were going to walk out of there being like, eh, okay. That was kind of what I expected. I think this is a great day to be a Buckeye. Last yeah, night was a great night to be a Buckeye. Are you giving into that? Are you giving into that? Just- I am. You want to know why? Because my fear was, and I know Keith's a Michigan fan. My fear was Keith that, being a Michigan fan? No, that Harbaugh <laughs> had completely turned the tide of this thing. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up watching John Cooper get his lunch handed to him by Michigan every year. Yeah. Or they, and they'd, you know, they they'd be a top ranked team and then they'd lose to Michigan State or Penn State. They they would lose a game that they had no business lo- losing, right? Yeah. And they also couldn't beat Michigan. And I was worried there for a minute that Ryan Day was the new John Cooper. But I gotta hate that comparison. I I, I I'm not saying Ryan's- it's I'm not saying it's fair. Uh, no. But again, Ohio State's the like Ohio State's the one team that I can just unabashedly root for. I I can show for. I can shake the pom poms for because I I I have nothing to do with the program. I never have to cover them. Whatever. Right. Occasionally talk about them, but like I can just be a, a complete Buckeye honk, and it doesn't matter. And I, as a Buckeye fan, detest the fact that he's one in three against Michigan and he's one in three in the college football playoff for 10 million a year. That is not the in return on the investment I'm looking for. If I'm a Buckeye really, fan, how, how much money do you put into the coffers a, down there? In not a penny, but yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. this is, I can I, this is a couple t-shirts, Nick. Yeah. This I, is, this is spend Jimmy Haslam's I, money all over again. Can, isn't it? I can sit in my ivory tower and I can scream about them losing to Michigan and I can scream about them losing in the college football playoff. Can, and I hate the fact that Jim Harbaugh cheated and won a national title. Oh God, and that's another soft ass fan thing. The whole cheating thing. <laughs> the look on Keith's face like, now is priceless. And here's the thing: like anytime you just say, "Yeah, the cheating didn't matter," all of a sudden you become a Michigan fan. I know. <laughs> when instead you're just not being a baby about losing. Right. Like I just think, like this is just exposed. I just can't it, accept the fact that Michigan was better than Ohio State, so I have to cling to the. They cheated. Well, but see, that's that to me is exactly why you did lose and, this and, year. And you if know you what had the been turning able, point was? What's that? Michigan begging out during COVID. That was the turning point in the rivalry. I just okay. Let me let me get back. To As this. I'm winking at Keith, let, let me get back to this. <laughs> um, if you had been able to accept that Michigan had just built a better Big Ten team than you, meaning 
They were dominant in the trenches, and they played the big, t- the best style of Big Ten football. Right. If you had just been able to accept that two years earlier, you wouldn't have lost this last year. I know. Or maybe you wouldn't have lost two years ago. You're not and, telling me anything well, I don't okay, know. <laughs> but I think, like, I think uh, it should not have taken three years for Ryan Day to wake up. Right. But also, it shouldn't have taken Ohio State fans three years to wake up. Yeah. And I just, I what I will say about this is, we have to put this John Cooper thing to bed. Listen, if Ryan Day, I still have, I, I, it's just, it's still an open wound at times. How, how, uh, John Cooper was never in the national title game as a, as a head coach. Right. So that's one. Yeah. Ryan Day was in the playoffs his what second year as a head coach. Yeah, that's pretty good. Ryan Day was also in the playoffs last year, even though I know that you still lost. To By mid- the way, he inherited Georgia. the team that he went to. The oh, my God. It's You're just playing the hits here. That's what you are. It's like I'm talking with Anthony Lima here. <laughs> Is Lima feeding you these notes, these these nope. grievances? Lima doesn't talk to me. Because I I'm, think. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not big enough. Ooh, okay. Continue. Just I'm go not on. Important enough. He took just, pictures at his birthday party, though. I know. Wait, who took pictures? I did. It was 40th. a paid gig. He paid me for it, though. He was he was good good about it. He paid, took care of me. Who who else was there? Now I got to know about this. Oh, Ken. Uh, well, what do you well, think? Well, yeah, that, of course. Where, where, one's, where, where, do where you one think is, the, the other one is. Where do you think the Jason Lloyd meat sweats picture came from? Oh, I, I didn't know that's where that was. Yeah. Did you take that? Yeah. Oh, look at that. So does Jason talk to you after the meat sweats picture? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I just feel like uh, Anthony Lima, it's like going to a cartel party. Anthony Lima's 40th birthday party. <laughs> Like maybe not the 39th, <laughs> maybe not the 41st, certainly not whatever all, year he's in all now. All I know is from the days when he used to call my weekend show year decades ago to now, he's all grown up now. I just like the idea that it's like the scene in Blow where Johnny Depp is, is like, he's on the lamb forever, he's on the up and come, and then his wife throws that big uh, 40th birthday party and that's what gets him pinched. That's what I imagine Lima's 40th birthday party is. But I do feel like no, he is. No, it was a very grown-up affair. I bet it was. No, I mean, it, it really was. They had a like, lot of grown-ups there. Okay, why well, you have that look on your face, Daryl? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I wasn't there, you know. I, I was there to work. I was not so a So you guest. were one of the dancers? No play. I, I'll I was, work. I, I, was, I was there to work. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of people there to work. They're called escorts. Nobody? Anybody? No. Nope. I'm just guessing. I'm guessing that they would be there because it's such a high profile event. No, right? it, his his wife was there. Was it was it on some island with some guy named uh, also named Anthony? No. No. It was no. a it, it was a very family. Was Clinton affair. there? Nobody. No, I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm asking. You're, I don't know. You, you were on your own. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I am going to let you just drown in the pool. That's I, I, and I'm going to sit here and watch it happen. Honestly, it's more like snorkeling at this point. <laughs> I don't doesn't really feel like drowning. I'm having quite a bit of fun here. So getting back to your uh, Ohio State panic. No more panic now. Oh, no. we, so I, on I, the Sunset Shoe podcast, we do the, the Michigan panic meter right. where we go from the light gray, which is the least amount of panic, to the scarletest scarlet ever, which is the highest level of panic. So did, w- where were you before Jim Harbaugh went to, um, uh, to LA? Oh, I was and, totally full panic, pegged, oh. meter pegged, because they, uh, they lost three times in four years to, uh-huh. to Michigan. It didn't make it back to the college football playoff. They're, you know, all the talent that they had. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the talent that they've had in recent years, and and they haven't been able to get. So I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe Ryan Day isn't the guy to get this thing done. He, where where are you now? 
Um, I'm still in the scarlet, but more leaning. The the scarlet is a light scarlet. I think I still have concerns as to whether or not Ryan Day can like. I think he can get him to the college football playoff, and especially now with the field being as expanded as it is, right? Mm-hmm. Now I think he can beat Michigan again because Harbaugh has gone to the bye-bye in the NFL and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I am not – I'm, and I know he can recruit. I mean, Brian Hartline, look at the talent Brian Hartline's brought and all that, right? Um, I, I like them bringing in Bill O'Brien. But I'm not sold that Ryan Day's the guy that's going to be standing there holding up the pretty gold trophy. So, I, I just – I'm not – I will believe it when I see it. Like when Jim Trussell was hired at Ohio State, I was like – I bet you the Buckeyes are going to win a national title. Guess what? They did. When they hired Urban Meyer, I set aside the baggage that he came with. I was like, you know what? How State's going to win a national title with Urban Meyer. And they did. I just don't – I'm not feeling like Ryan Day is going to win a national championship with the Buckeyes up until this point. Now that I see all the moves that they've made. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now I'm totally back on the bandwagon. I'm like, so now you're gonna I'm doing flop. the OHIO, baby. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for college football free agency, yeah. Keith. That's so, all I have to say. So oh, I actually, I'm sorry. It's called the transfer portal. I think what is fascinating about where they are is we've gone from, oh, my God, I'm so panicked. You just have to beat Michigan. If you just beat Michigan, right. Ryan Day can keep his job. Now the downside is because it's Sharon Moore. And, and listen, I'm not necessarily certain that Sharon Moore is going to step in and they're going to be the Michigan they've been the last couple of years. I think people – I understand why Michigan would make that move if that is the move. Right. But, like, I don't take for granted the level of success Michigan's had the last two years, and I think I think they'd be doing themselves a disservice if they didn't do a real job search. But I right. digress on that. Um, but because Harbaugh is not there – because you've spent all this money. And by the way, I'm thrilled about that. Well, but I think you've gone from, oh my God, please just beat Michigan. We're sweaty and we're puffy. We're we're <laughs> we're Lyman his 40th birthday party. We're 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 there to now it is, well, now you gotta win a national championship. And I think that is And that's I, where I meant. Like I and it's and I always say this about the Browns and the Guardians and the Cavaliers, why I don't get into the championship or bust narratives with those teams because I've covered so many playoff runs and stuff and I have a firsthand look of just how hard that is mm-hmm. to move on and advance right yeah. and compete for championships but like with Ohio State I'm there like it's championship or bust for me for the Buckeyes right now with they have but done- how much of that is influenced by the fact they haven't won a national championship with Ryan Day and they haven't beaten Michigan because uh, I think it's, that's it's where, very much influenced by that. But I think that's where it's circular logic. And I admit like, that. Like, I, idea, again, I, I totally admit that sometimes I'm not logical when it comes to Ohio State football because I'm, you know, I'm a fan and I'm rooting for them. Mm-hmm. Like, I admit that. I'm not logical about it all the time. Well, but and that's I why think, Keith's in the room laughing at me right I now. Think, but, like, well, that, that I, and a I, couple other things. But, I, I, I'm just, I, where I'm at with Ohio State right now with all these kids that they've gotten they, they've killed it in the transfer portal but do you understand how 
insane it sounds that at the start of this month, it was just beat Michigan. We're sweaty. We're puffy. We're right. we're scared of the big bad Wolverines. Mm-hmm. And and what is it? Twenty five days later, because Harbaugh's gone, and you've had this this transfer portal stuff. That now all of a sudden go beating win Michigan all. isn't enough. Yeah, go win it all. Like that's that's where it is. Right. Listen, I'm crocodile tears for Ryan Day. The man's making ten million dollars a year. If he were to get fired tomorrow, he'd have another job. I, th- don't cry for me, Argentina. And okay, keep, but at the same mind, point, that's that's categorically insane. Got that a we new would go athletic in director, days. and that athletic director gave one of the largest buyouts in history to a coach. I actually think where I'm actually going to go is. Because I think it's going to be funny when Ryan Day beats Michigan and maybe loses in the third round of the playoffs and then gets the biggest contract extension. <laughs> I just want to be – I, I want to have – well, I will seed Sons of the Shoe to you and Anthony Lima for one <laughs> podcast, and I'm going to be sitting there with Anthony Lima's uh, cartel connections, just enjoying, just chasing the dragon, watching the two of you spin in circles at the big contract that Ryan Day just got. Yeah, but what happens if they put record numbers up for the podcast, Nick? Uh, You know what? Hey, the Ohio State loses to Michigan, and I can live with it. I can lose the podcast to Daryl and to Lima. Actually, Keith, I can pretty much guarantee that's not going to (laughs) happen. I want to get to something that I've never done as an adult that I'm I don't want to say being forced to do, but I've started to do, and it's it's for a very uh, a special event. Stop eating? No, no, that's never going to happen. Okay. No, no. I mean, we we can eat less. We will never stop eating here. Look at this. This this is a body by food. It's going to stay a body by food. <laughs> but we were just having the conversation about Ohio State and how irrational um, we well, are. It's just funny the reaction to Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL. Like, I poured one out last night. Jim, we it's knew just, you well. Fare so, you well. It's just so silly to me. Like, <laughs> it, it's it's like when people um, panic about, oh, the rest of the AFC, the rest of the AFC. Mm-hmm. I don't give a rip. What are the Browns doing? Right. Like, I focus on from a Browns perspective. Because here's the thing. Like, the Browns, the two previous off seasons had not got the job done, in whether it's drafting, free agency, retention, you know, having the right coaching staff. So, like, that mattered more than uh, Joe Burrow's a really good quarterback also in your division. You know what I mean? Like, there's all you're in the AFC. You're always going to have a competitive environment in the AFC. It's just, as long as I can remember, it's just, the AFC has been the top dog. So, I want to know what the team is doing. And so, yep. like, with Ohio State, I can give a rat's ass what Michigan is doing or who they follow. If, if anything, I'm more critical of their process because they need to – They've never put a. They've never been able to put a coach in a better situation since Lloyd Carr retired, and even then, I don't. You, Lloyd Carr didn't walk off from a a national championship into retirement, so the you know Rich Rod still had to kind of rebuild the thing when he walked in. Right. So like I'm a little critical of what they're doing there. Just kind of if they do this, if they just mindlessly give Sharon Moore the job. But as I kind of think back to it, like I'm just more on where Ohio State is. And I think Ohio State's done everything that you have to do to beat Michigan and compete for a title next year. So where my expectations have remained are beat Michigan. And and then after you beat Michigan, we can talk about anything you want. We can talk about the Big Ten title. We can talk about um, whether that's against Oregon or Washington, whether the new t- USC, whether or whether you're facing a traditional Big Ten opponent in the Big Ten title game. Where you're going to be with a top four seed, nothing matters yep. until you pass that first test. And so many people have just now assumed a win against Michigan. 
And there's something about going from panic to hubris that annoys me when the only things that have changed from the Michigan side are who their head coach is. Right. Now, real quick, we're going to get to a couple calls here. Let's go with Jeff. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Listen, not throw the resume out there, but I'm an Ohio State alum, been a fan for probably longer than both of you have been living. That's OH. I.O. But the Buckeyes will never repeat, never win a natty as long as Ryan Day is the coach there. I don't care who they recruit. I don't care what uh, assistant coaches they bring in because the team lacks the mental and physical toughness. This is why they lost to the team up north the last three years. No, it wasn't because of cheating and all that. It's because that team was mentally and physically tougher than us. It reflected Harbaugh. And for people to assume that just because he's gone, uh, last time I checked, Sharon Moore was beating Ryan Day back in November. Yeah. So uh, as long as Day is there, we're not winning a title. I don't care who they bring in. Jeff, I appreciate you. What I would say is um, even as late as last year, Ohio State was closer to winning a national title than Michigan was, despite the fact that Michigan had won two straight games. Because it was Ohio State that pushed Georgia to the limit and right. probably should have won that game, if not for a couple of uh, whether a field goal or a DPI call or whatever. So, like th- that to me, I, you're just proving my point that the, the fragility of fan bases. This Ryan Day <laughs> panic is yeah. is asinine to me. One more here, Ry- uh, John. Welcome to the show, John. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing very well, buddy. What you got for us? Uh, I'm just I I, I want to talk two things really quickly, like the Scarlet panic meter, uh, Scarlet and Gray panic meter. Uh-huh. Mine's on a very light gray for this year. I mean, not because Harbaugh is leaving, but because Michigan is losing 40, 40 plus seniors this year. Um, and super and seniors I, too. They got guys that are like 72 that are leaving Michigan yeah, now. Yeah, Exactly. And then for the Buckeyes, I mean, we got, we're returning 10 guys that can be going to the draft. We got some of the best players in the portal in Towns and Judkins. And we got a veteran quarterback, got a great OC, so Brian Day's giving that up. All those guys are coming back and coming to the Buckeyes to win a natty. Um, so, in my eyes, they at least have to make it there. If they make it there and lose, I'm not that upset. But with that said, um, you could make the argument it's natty or bust for the Buckeyes for sure. John, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you very much. So, um, I, I guess now that we have uh, we've gotten through our Ohio State talk, I can I can have uh, I can admit something. Okay. I. Ness and I are planning um, a, a big to do. We're gonna we're gonna go um, not overseas. We're gonna go in international waters for the first time together as a couple to celebrate a big birthday for her this year. I can't say what the birthday okay. is because I'd like to stay married and I'd right. like to go on this. I would I would like to pay. I would like to not have to pay for another man to go on this vacation with my wife. Correct. So as I smart man, a smart man. So we went to a travel agent for the first time, and the travel agent, like I'm thinking, like here's the thing. I'm gonna give you money. You're going to tell me what I can do. We're going to go the all-inclusive route, and then that's going to be it. I didn't realize, like, because the point is that's what the money, not to go full Don Draper, but that is what the money's for. I give you money. You plan things for me. I don't have to do it. And then, boom, I'm sand, you know, my ass in sand coming up in three or four months, whatever. Maybe in the good old days, yes. Well, but what annoys Back in the me, days when you go to AAA to get your trip ticks. Remember those? No, I don't. Oh, no, because I'm actually young. Those, those, those were those were glorious times. But, you went on vacation somewhere. You go, you get your travel pack and your trip tick, which can be on be the map you flip. Like mm-hmm. that was the big thing driving it, riding in the car. Ooh, we get to flip the page on the map because we've <laughs> gone. 
So yeah, it's a little different now booking trips. Well, but now from what like, I've been told, not I I don't know because so, I don't have that kind of disposable income. I, but yeah, I, I hear it's a big deal now. I thought all encompassing meant you didn't really you, you like you planned it when you, like you would say like Travel, oh, today I'm going to go to board, this this is going to be my dinner this is going to be my lunch yeah this person was gearing us towards well we got to plan out every one of your lunches and dinners as part of this all inclusive thing and it it kind of drove me crazy because I'm like. Isn't part of being on vacation? On this day, I'll have the filet mignon, yeah, and uh, on the next day, I'll have some shrimp. Well, no, is that <laughs> I can make that decision that day. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think about when I'm going to want shrimp and when I'm going to want filet mignon and when I'm going to want a burger three months out. My fat ass doesn't know what I want to eat tomorrow for <laughs> breakfast, let alone. And I just, it's opened up this world of people who hyper plan their vacations. Can I get a dozen of donuts delivered by room service? It's a, it's 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 sucking all the ambiance. The whole point of a vacation is you get to kind of live a, a little bit freer than like than like you normally do. Like guys, it is it sucks when I have to plan out for a week. All right, Tuesday we're gonna do this, and and Friday of course <laughs> we're gonna this pizza night, and then Thursday like I have to do that in my everyday life. Why? When did people, and it's not just people, because it, it's not just like travel agents. I, the more I talk about this, I was talking to a friend the other night. And he said, and I quote, he plans a, a full vacation out. We're talking about a full vacation, six months out, right. including meals. And I'm not talking about like going to Sandals in Jamaica. I'm talking about like when they go to like Myrtle Beach. Yep. He plans out, okay, Tuesday night we're going to go here and then lunch is going to be here. Who are these people? What are we doing? This is a level of um, anal retentiveness that I think is unhealthy. Like, what happened to options? <laughs> what happened to woke, waking up and thinking to yourself, you know what? I think I think today we're going to go to the steakhouse, and maybe tomorrow I'm going to feel more like Mexican. Isn't that the part? Isn't that the point of the damn vacation? Uh, also, a little bit of breaking news here uh, to pass along here. Breaking news. On 92 The Fan, presented by BetQL, bet smarter by downloading the BetQL app and use Ohio 25 to get 25% off your first month. Raheem Morris is the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. So, no Good Bill Belichick. Him. I mean, it's cool for Raheem. Like, Raheem has yeah. done the work, and Raheem has rehabilitated his career. Like, he caught, his first job as a head coach was in Tampa, and it was kind of like on the wave of Mike Tomlin's success of like a young defensive backs coach who hadn't didn't really have defensive coordinator experience or limited that experience, and it just didn't work out. The team was not – I mean, it was in the ashes of the John Gruden era. This is cool. That that Atlanta team, he should be able to step in there. They've got a lot of talent on that Atlanta team. How about Bill Belichick now? It doesn't look like he's getting hired anywhere, and he's 27 wins shy of the all-time record. I think he it's He did insane. the mutual parting of the ways instead of be, making Kraft fire him and stuff. Like, what I, What a miscalculation. Uh, I mean, he's still he's going to be okay, but it oh, still is God, it's I, befuddling. I mean, it's befuddling I, that Bill Belichick can't get another job. Listen, I'm not I'm not shedding a tear for the guy. I'm just saying that I don't think that this worked out the way he thought it was going to work out. We're gonna we're gonna continue on the conversation about planning meals on your vacations in advance because you people are sick. There, who if you're doing that, that is a level of mental illness that I cannot. I gotta see if Keith is into that because you know he's all swollen stuff. He looks like he might plan that. Mac barely knows what he's going to do with the next day. Like, he just knows he's going to school. He know- I almost said going to school. <laughs> he 
You kind of. A little bit there. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.